Today, I'm joined with fellow intern, Nai. Nai, can you go ahead and introduce yourself for any new listeners? Hi, I'm Nai. I am a VPE. I work at the Phoenix Center, and I am enjoying myself here. Awesome. We love to hear it. We're glad you keep coming back. And so essentially, today, we're just going to dive a little bit into what some of you may already be familiar with, the Try Guys. So I just want to start off by saying I've always been a big Try Guys fan. I was definitely one of the people who was invested in BuzzFeed when it was their heyday. I feel like we got a lot of great talent from it. There was Try Guys, loved Quinta. If anyone hasn't seen Abbott Elementary, definitely go check that out. There was Sophia and the cast of like Ladylike, if you know them. Were you a BuzzFeed person? I was a huge BuzzFeed person, especially in their early days. They had like such good information. Yeah, Logie, there. Yeah, they had a lot of like fun, quick videos. They definitely got that algorithm. And then the BuzzFeed quizzes. I could not get enough of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or like their articles, what uh, these things say about you or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Good times. So essentially, for anyone who doesn't know who the Try Guys are, they're content creators on YouTube, influencers, and they just essentially, like their name says, they try a lot of different things. And they've been going, I think, for about like eight, nine years now yeah it's been it's been a while so essentially what's been going on is recently one of the try guys members ned has left the try guys or should i say he was essentially fired from the try Guys, kicked to the curb um, yeah kicked to the curb indeed um and so there was a post that went out on uh i don't know if it was twitter but i know i saw it on youtube personally it showed up in my recommended it was on instagram uh, for me oh instagram okay so just all platforms just a statement from the try guys saying that they're partying with Ned. Um, And then Ned followed up with a statement afterwards saying that he was leaving the Try Guys and he had taken part in how he frames it to be a consensual workplace relationship. Um, And he's using this time to now focus on family. And so getting down to the nitty gritty of it, Ned was involved in a cheating scandal. And so there were photos and videos of him that came out um, in a public space cheating on his spouse, Ariel, who has appeared in a lot of the Try Guys videos, is a member of the podcast You Can Sit With Us and also part of the Try Wives. And so he was cheating on his spouse with a known employee of the company at a Harry Styles concert. So yeah, I know I was definitely shocked when I found out. Um, and it was very ironic because for any of you guys who don't know Ned, he's definitely known as the wife guy in the team. And so he's always talking about his wife. What about you? What were your initial reactions to this event? My initial reactions was like, oh, my God, really? I was not aware of any of this. But then as everyone started talking about it, it just kind of clicked. I'm like, oh, heck, I don't know. And um, what was really interesting was like all the posts that came out after it, where it's like, yeah, I could have seen this coming with Ned or (laughs) they're just like, yeah, like I've been praying for Ned's downfall for a while. Yeah. There's like been a bunch of Reddit posts that have been out recently. You can tell that they've been cheating since last year because there's been a bunch of he says, she says stuff. So like Mm -hmm. it was like early May of last year, whenever he started cheating with his um consensual workplace relationship 
Yeah, no, and there's been a lot of talk too. Um, I know in a lot of different places, I've seen that people have said like, oh, well, this isn't anything new. And people have said that BuzzFeed and former BuzzFeed employees have come out and been like, yeah, we already knew that. Like it's been going on. And so, yeah, that's been interesting. A lot of the different evidence that people have brought up to the plate. So not to harbor too much on the gossip piece. So getting into what we really want to talk about, Mm -hmm. SNL did a skit in response to this. And so essentially SNL, they did a skit making fun or like light of this whole situation that's been going on. The Try Guys had posted an official statement video that they put out. All the comments were saying, wow, Eugene looks so angry and Keith looks so disappointed. Zach looks so sad. And it was just a video of them like acknowledging what's going on and their further steps for the future and the steps that they were taking and a little bit behind their decision. It was super Um, mature, too. Yeah, definitely super mature. And so the SNL did a skit, essentially, and they it got a lot of backlash. So I could see what they were trying to do with the skit. Essentially, they were trying to make a commentary on how we focus a lot on like celebrity and influencer drama and different things going on in that world. And a lot of times we ignore like these different world issues and like different things going on at the time. So they're trying to make a comment on that. But essentially, it got a lot of backlash because a lot of people felt like they were minimizing the situation. Do you want to talk a little bit on that, Nai? I have so much to talk about (laughs) this. Oh, my God. Okay, so one of the things with the whole SNL skit was, first off, they were kind of just downplaying the whole event of Ned cheating on his wife. Like, yeah, cheating is bad, but it wasn't just that. He was using his power against his one of his employees. He is one of the founders of the Try Guys, and he was using his power against one of his employees to have sex with them. And SNL totally just skipped over that, saying it was a consensual kiss. And, oh, it wasn't a big deal. Why are they making fun of it? And they're making fun of these guys who were trying to do the right thing and trying to do as much as possible to help this girl who was not in the power or in the place where she could keep herself from getting kind of used. And like, there was so much about this that was just so wrong, where it's like, yeah, cheating's bad. But also cheating on your wife with one of the people you have superiority over is sketchy. Yeah, definitely what you mentioned. Yeah, they had said like in the skit, like, oh, you guys fired him because he had an adult's relationship with someone else. And yeah, people were mad because they totally missed the point of that relationship that he has. He's a founder of that company. He's an owner. He has, he's at the very top with the other Try Guys. He has a lot of the power, pretty much all the power in that company. And this person that he cheated with was one of the people who was working underneath him. So yeah, a lot of people felt like that was minimizing that situation. And yeah, a lot of people were upset by that. It was super toxic. Like toxic masculinity was making fun of these guys who had emotions and were trying to express that to their audience. Mm-hmm. And I think you had really pointed out about the fact that they were being like really ridiculed for taking this step and taking initiative and responsibility within their own company when they saw that, yes, this is an issue because oftentimes in these different spheres and like in influencer and like, Hollywood and different things, these power dynamics are left to run rampant and they're not addressed. Mm-hmm. 
And so essentially getting into just the idea of that he was an owner of the company, like you had mentioned, he has power in that company. There's a power dynamic there. And so because he has, he is an owner and founder of the company, the way like this company is structured and most companies are structured are that it's structured in a hierarchy. So he's going to be at the very top of this hierarchy and the people underneath him, like he has power and influence over them. He has formal power and influence. He has the power to fire this employee that he was in a relationship with. And so I think like specifically coming back to the whole point of the idea of this consensual work relationship, workplace relationship that he was talking about, the type of like consensual piece, like when we're talking about these employee relationships, relationships where they have a power dynamic, oftentimes just their nature of them oftentimes cannot be consensual. And it has a lot to do with money, resources. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely like the money and resources. He had resources over her. And then also just when you have a consensual relationship, especially oftentimes in our society in different power structures, we're going to have different situations where there are formal power dynamics, informal power dynamics, for example. And so depending on someone's identities, they could have potential power in different situations. Like for example, in our society, men are inherently given power when compared to women over women um, versus like in our society also there's power power dynamics and power hierarchies related to race and ethnicity. And so oftentimes when you have these consensual relationships, you want to make it so that we can never fully get rid of these different power dynamics that exist in society because they're so ingrained, especially those informal ones. Mm -hmm. But we want to make a situation where we minimize them as much as possible. And in this situation, if he had cheated with someone who was on the same level of him as the company, there wouldn't be this power dynamic issue necessarily. Or if he cheated on somebody that wasn't even a part of his company at all. Mm -hmm. it would be a whole different situation yeah it would be yeah exactly it would be a different situation maybe if uh, she had left the company before engaging this relationship or he had left the company then yeah there wouldn't be that power dynamic that existed between them talking a little bit and getting into especially employer employee relationships so there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot to unpack there and I'm definitely not the expert on it tried to I don't know about you and I but there's a lot I don't know I'm not an HR personally but yeah your employer has power and so this person there Ned he's in a position of trust and so he's occupying a position of authority And so oftentimes what can happen there is when you have interpersonal violence, what drives interpersonal violence is this idea of power and control. So perpetrators are able to exert power and control over survivors or over their victims. And so in these situations, it sets it up so that power dynamic already exists and it makes people really vulnerable in these different types of relationships. One of the things that can happen is like the quid pro quo or just kind of the blackmail and things like that, mm-hmm. um, where you can have someone in position of power. And we see this a lot in like the industry. And I mm-hmm. think this is what also made people upset is because when we had the SNL skit happening, they really minimized just that in the history of like the industry and influencers and internet and media, there's often been this quid pro quo mentality and these people in power 
using different favors or getting sexual favors in exchange for some type of opportunity or benefit in the situation. And not saying that because we don't know like the details of their relationship, but just this is in these power dynamics. This is one of the things that can often arise in ways that power can be abused. Yeah. I feel like with the SNL skit as well, SNL as a company themselves also had these power dynamic scandals Mm. within their own company. So I feel like they could have done this in a different way where they actually acknowledged the power dynamic instead of gloss past it. And I feel like this is just a very bad image to put themselves in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that you brought up just the fact of SNL, yeah, and their own like struggles and different things that have come to light about their company in the past and the different ways that their environment is toxic and helps encourage these different it, power Im- imbalances and things like that. And yeah, I know with like the skit, I saw some like different funny videos talking about how like they could have done better instead of like minimizing the situation, they could have really played on the different emotions of like the other try guys and things like that and like played into like Eugene was mad he was super mad and things like that yeah that makes you think like what type of culture and like with the writers and different things does SNL have but also they never made fun of Ned within that whole thing they only Mm -hmm. made fun of the try guys that stayed in the company yeah that's also another great point yeah they didn't bring up ned at any time that could have been great source material to go with like this guy who's always talking about his wife they have people have made compilations of different videos of him going on like my wife my wife my wife and then being like hmm interesting and i feel like this also often calls back to just in our society i'm just talking about like interpersonal violence in general people who are in these positions of powers or people who perpetrate interpersonal violence they're often not brought into discussion Oftentimes, like survivors will be the people who come out into the media and who are criticized and who are really put under this microscope. And yeah, the perpetrators or the people in positions of power, they kind of get away like scotch free. Yeah. And we can always relate this back to a bunch of other stuff as well. Power dynamics are huge within media. Um, We can relate this back to the Bill Clinton scandal with him and his secretary. Like, Mm. the problem wasn't that he was cheating on his wife, even though that is a problem of itself. It was because he was using his power against his secretary to have sexual favors given to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly what you were saying. And that's also another TV show I want to watch. So maybe we can do a podcast about that. Mm-hmm. But and then just the idea of him using that power and then her having to deal with the backlash of that and him essentially getting off without really being scathed and still having this public perception like a two-term president. Yeah. It all ended up and worked out for him. But I don't know much about Monica Lewinsky and her experience, but like her career, I from what I believe, was ruined after that. Oh, yeah. I feel like a lot of blame is put on the woman, which is kind of awful because I feel as though they try to put it on somebody that isn't in a position of power because it's one of those things where we have the stigma where it's like, hey, I would never expect somebody to do that in that position of power. I think it was the woman's fault. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Just that's a whole other 
topic. Two box Pandora's yeah, box yeah. to go off. There is yeah. so much in this problem. Like you were talking about, I know the Try Guys made their own podcast in response to the SNL skit, in response to everything that's mm-hmm. been going on. And one thing that Keith mentioned was just talking about the public backlash of everything that's like happened from this. There's been a lot of like death threats, which I think death threats, they're never warranted for these different types of situations. And like cancel culture is a whole other thing we could talk about. And actually, I think we have a podcast about that. So go scroll through back in our history. (laughs) Check that out. But just the idea of Alexandra has been getting a lot of the backlash and a lot of these death threats. But in these situations, especially, it's up to the person who is in a position of power to establish these boundaries. They, with that position of power and position of authority that they have, it is their responsibility to make sure that those boundaries are not crossed and establish those. Exactly. Going back to like, different power dynamics and in relationships within the workplace, especially employee-employer relationships. You can have the quid pro quo, but then it could also be potentially like be perceived as coercion or it could be a coercive situation where it's kind of like the person who is the employee and they have a manager or supervisor who's getting mm-hmm. this relationship with them. They could see that as, oh my goodness, if I don't do this for this person, or they could have been told or threatened that like, oh, if you do not do this, then this will happen. And they could feel pressured to begin this relationship. Yeah. um, In fear of like having consequences if they don't. Not really realizing that there's going to be bigger consequences afterwards, which is really sad. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then especially like talking about how the people who usually are not in positions of power usually get a lot of that backlash and they'll probably end up being like fired or transferred or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really hard and difficult situation to be in. And especially if they are a supervisor and if they oversee, especially like a really big company, if they're at the very top, then even going within the company to get help, that can be really, really difficult because of the sway that person may have. Mm -hmm. We want to acknowledge that there are the formal positions of power but there's also informal like that person could be well liked within the workplace well liked within the community they could have some sway like say if they're the leader of a union or something like that and they can also use those to try and establish power yeah then yeah and then just with the employer employee relationships it can also establish this inequality within the company say if this person is getting different favors or there's things that are happening and like other employees are not getting essentially that could create some different dynamics in the workplace as well. Another thing to bring up that isn't really with like the coercion, but like the backlash that happened with all this uh, is that the Try Guys themselves were all terrified because this whole scandal with Ned would have affected everyone. The people that worked for them, their family, their loved ones, and especially like their side quests. So with uh, Keith in particular, he does a thing called Lou Burger and he Mm. does like it's a whole musical skit. It's super funny. And he has three friends that do that with him. And he thought that would ruin him and his friends and all this backlash could hurt the people around him. And he feels bad because it's one of those things where he's involved with this. But also, if you're involved with him, you get as much backlash as he did. You know, mm. I feel like it's one of those things where if you even like talk to the person that is in the bad or in the wrong, you're kind of also in the bad or in the wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you associate with them or you help along with this, it, it paints you as a way, you know? 
Yeah, kind of you're associated with it anyway. I will say like if you yeah, if you did know about a relationship like this, you should probably yeah, report it and everything like that. But yeah, just because the other try guys, they didn't know. And I saw some things saying that like people said, oh, they should have known. Yeah, and a lot of people said they should have reported it on sooner. But like, again, we mentioned before where it's like, this is a company. It's a whole process to go through this and talk through it and like even to get net out of the company it took about like two months they were talking about or like a month and a half a month yeah around there in the podcast they mentioned that they had to go through a lot of these different legal channels and they had a lot of struggles and struggles with maintaining their self-care from all the different meetings they have to go through all the different people that they had to talk to just essentially making sure that it was legal and they were going through the legal process of firing him just so he couldn't go back and sue for like defamation and just protecting the company and also they talked about their brand and protecting their image and using hr to define and align what their organizational purpose is explaining how like those actions don't fit with their brand and how that they had a responsibility not just to their brand and their image but also the other people who work there and also depend on this job that's like a whole other layer as well snl also like made fun of them for that where it's like you have all this money why does it matter that he cheated you know Mm. that was like a whole part of their skit where it was like well you guys are what millionaires and you guys have all these followers why does it matter if he kissed somebody Mm. they downplayed this whole thing because if you have money you could basically do anything you want Mm -hmm. because money gives you power in our world which is sad unfortunately yeah they talked a lot about with like the different legal guidelines and the things that they could do and could not do they mentioned they had to keep a lot of this and they weren't able to talk to the other employees and give them an answer within the company there are certain things that legally they were allowed to say certain things that they weren't allowed to say throughout this entire process and one thing i also want to point out with the different platforms and the different responses that we've been getting so we have like the try guys and their team and their response that they've had and then we also have ned and he responded with his own post on social media and the try guys also pointed out how they thought it was a really strategic thing because a lot of the format matched exactly with the post they put out a lot of the text and everything matched mm-hmm. exactly and so they thought it was like a strategic way yeah coordination like his team and whoever he has on that just trying to make it look like it was a cohesive leave and it was mutually decided upon Mm -hmm. but then in the midst of all this and one of our interns hannah brought this up thank you hannah she helped me with some of this information (laughs) so shout out to her but alex within all this we haven't heard from her and she hasn't been able to come out and have this platform and say okay this is my story of this and she's not able to control any of the situation or have any of this branding as well especially since she is an employee still at the try guys and they're trying to probably go through a bunch of legal stuff you're not allowed to talk about any of that stuff oh really i didn't know she was still an employee there there's a bunch of stuff about that because of the power dynamic scandal she was allowed to stay an employee and if they fired her she could have sued them there's Mm. a bunch of legal uh, repercussions that can happen because of that so we don't actually know if she's still an employee or not but since they haven't announced anything since she hasn't announced anything i'm pretty sure it's still going into a lawsuit of some sort yeah that's really interesting just switching gears back to talking about like workplace relationships 
we want to just encourage everyone to, in different workplace relationships, there can be really different policies regarding workplace relationships. And so to everyone out there, make sure if you are in a workplace relationship, or if maybe there is a situation that you're in and you're like, hmm, like, I don't know about this, always trust your intuition and see what different resources that they have available. And I think that's also one thing to look for when you're going into a company what is their HR department like? Because these are the people who are set up to hopefully we would <laughs> hope. Unfortunately, sometimes HR, they do what's in the best interest of the company, but maybe finding an HR organization within the company that does really something. does. Yeah. Like they delegate for the workers and they're there to protect the workers and not just the company and their capital and whatnot. Different companies have different policies on workplace relationships. Some may allow it with different specific circumstances, or some may not allow it at all. So it's always important to look at those different things. And then you also have companies that say, if you're going to be in a workplace relationship, you better tell us immediately and then we can move you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there are some different options in there. Like we're saying people are going to find like their loved ones at work. That often happens because you spend a lot of time mm-hmm. with your coworkers. So it's likely that relationships would develop. But it is really important to try. And like we talked about at the beginning, minimizing those different power differentials that can exist within those. And yeah, like that might include like maybe finding a different job at a different company or being moved. If your company is big enough, being moved to a different part of the company where that person may not have any sort of power over you. Yeah. Also like here on the Array campus, know the different roles that you may have. Like a lot of us are responsible employees and that's essentially anyone who has any sort of authority to hire, grade, et cetera. So things like teachers are responsible employees. And usually we talk about this in the form of reporting violence when you hear it. But I also say it can go along with this and just recognizing where those power dynamics exist. So like TAs, faculty, staff, RAs are often ones. I personally forget about. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we were founded in the first place was because of that. Yeah, that's also a good thing to know. Thank you all so much for listening. Nai, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Any final words? No, thank you for listening. I'm excited to be here again. Yeah, awesome. So everyone, look out for a transcription. We like to add those typically to our website. And please keep listening. We'll have a lot of different podcasts coming up in the near future. And then also, everyone stay warm. It's very cold outside. I personally do not like the cold. And yeah, have a tremendous day and see you soon. Bye. Bye.